0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be in the world. My name is Jake Smith, and welcome to another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. I am joined today by Helen Kim, VP of Wireless Technology at MaxLinear. Welcome, Helen. Thank you. Now, Helen, I know you're relatively new to MaxLinear, but could you give our listeners a little bit of background about yourself and then talk about MaxLinear? You have a very storied history in this industry, and I would just love people to hear a little bit about it.
1: Okay. So I joined MaxLinear about a year ago, September 2020, via NanoSemi. So I was the founder and CEO of NanoSemi and MaxLinear acquired Nanosemi, and one of the main reasons is in the wireless market, there's a huge change happening with ORAN, and we wanted to make sure that the solution we developed is going into mass production and do not miss this change in the market. And what Nanosemi brought to the market is technology from academic research. And we were able to solve the problem, which is a signal problem, is the power consumption. And that is coming from the 5G, which is wide bandwidth and massive MIMO. So it's a great synergy. And part of MaxLinear, our linearization solution is being implemented into a radio chip that will come to the 5G market shortly. So that's how we became part of MaxLinear.
0: Outstanding. So I just want to ask a question. As a founder of a semiconductor company, what made you decide to found a semiconductor company, Helen?
1: So I've been in this industry for quite some time. I'm not going to say exactly how long, but the trend has been that, you know, Intel is the father of this process you node, know, driving the process node to smaller and smaller node. And first we noticed the limitation of analog performance, achieving high linearization and so on. So that problem was what we were trying to address with algorithms, physics limits. You can't do better if your supply voltage is below uh, half a volt. And then now what we are seeing is that we are seeing the digital limitation as well. And Intel has done a lot by going into different architecture, different instruction sets, many different cores, parallelism, and so on and so forth. But if I tie this and see the problem in the space of AI, the amount of computation that you need to deal with this complex DNN, you'll see that it's a uh, 50 times in 10 years. And then the DNN parameters that you see is like 10,000 times in three years. So I know everybody's doing this semiconductor to make it really, really much better, competition efficient, energy efficient processor. But the hardware alone, semiconductor alone, Cannot solve this problem. So we are solving this problem from the algorithm perspective. I'm applying math to solve the fundamentals of physics, is what we're doing. It's kind of deceiving, right? Even though we say it's semiconductor, but really we're coming from very, very different directions.
0: Well, I love the approach that you've taken. I love how we've been able to collaborate together. Can you talk a little bit about the augmented neuron technology? I find it fascinating.
1: Yeah so I guess if I go back to that DNN example as I mentioned earlier you know we are seeing this trend of how the complexity the number of parameters exploding but if you look at the neural nets itself, the convolutional neural nets and so on. I mean, people talk about trying out different architecture. They search, right, train for many, many months to find a whole new architecture. And then of course people are doing quantization and pruning and I already mentioned all these more power efficient architectures for better CPUs and GPUs and ASICs. All of those are being pursued, but what we saw is that the fundamental neurons have not changed. So that is what we have created and implemented is at the very, very, very fundamental level. We change the neurons. So instead of using the same math combinations that people have been doing, we came up with a different math representation that can have a more rich representation of what happens. So the end result is that it's, giving better accuracy in the case of vision, as an example. So if you can do that, and if your target has certain accuracy and you don't need better accuracy, instead, we're able to reduce the complexity tremendously. So that's what augmented neuron is. It's at a very fundamental level of the CNNs.
0: It's fascinating to me. What is also fascinating is really how DNNs are becoming so powerful and important in AI today. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah.
1: So, you know, people often confuse, I guess, AI with a lot of stuff. So AI is kind of an overused terminology, right? Any automated tasks, uh, I think people now call that AI. The things that you can do with certain optimization algorithms and relying on algorithms to do, we call that machine learning. And we've been doing this with our linearization solution for almost eight years now. But what is different about DNN, where you can utilize much better, is if the problem is so complex and requires many, many different types of input parameters, and you cannot write instructions for it, then that's what you rely on, you know, net. Now, one of my co-founders of down semi, Alexander McGasky, who's a professor, he's a, you know, hardcore control person. And so he did not believe in this. But, you know, AlphaGo happened, right? So you could see it is possible. You know, you don't know all the rules. You cannot pre-write. Then, yes, you can use the CNNs to solve this kind of problem that, that was not possible. So we see a lot of possibilities. But what we're also seeing is that in order to do such tasks as autonomous driving or flying or improving the manufacturing lines and helping with the healthcare care problem, and so on, it requires a lot of computation, a lot of energy. And I read somewhere uh, by the the Semiconductor Industry Association projection that the energy needed to perform world computation exceeds the world's energy production by 2040. It's not too far away. So we do have to get on
0: with it, right, and solve it. It is a problem that must be solved, right? It's not yes. a problem that we can avoid. Completely agree with you. So what are some of the key benefits from augmented DNN for customers? For those who aren't familiar, for our listeners who aren't really familiar with DNNs.
1: Yeah, so I can give you examples in many different ways. So let's say today people are concerned about privacy. So people want to move a lot of computation into on-prem or edge. And people say, well, for a certain model size, even ResNet-50, they said they could not fit into a processor like Atom, which is Intel processor. And with our augmented neurons implanted, ResNet-50, it fits and you could perform what you could not do before. That's one example that we have. Done. Another example is let's say you have to rely on data centers for xeon based and what if it takes three months to do a certain task and what if you could we could say that you could reduce it that down to one month that would, you, know, you get the answers faster and you consume less energy. So I'm giving you two very very different examples, but those are the impacts that we are making.
0: Those are really good, and I hope our listeners can relate to those examples. You know, one of the things, Helen, that is so important to us is the collaboration between MaxLinear and Intel. Can you talk about that collaboration and how we've worked together to help develop these solutions to solve customer problems?
1: Yeah, so what is great... Is how Intel has implemented the 1DNN and made it available for users. And we utilize that 1DNN and OpenVino, and we plugged in our augmented neurons for different computer vision models. ResNet 50 being one of them, but there's MobileNet V2 and so on. And we're also working on natural language processing models. So we can go and offer all of them because Intel already built the infrastructure. When we started, we didn't have to build all of those library and the stack. We can just insert and then Intel's customers can go and get much better performance with it. And then because you have a whole array of CPUs, not only from the Xeon side, but all the way to Core and Atom, we can have this solution available to any of your CPUs and possibly GPUs if you're introducing them as well. That's how we've been working together. And we look forward to going to customers together to show this off and help your customers.
0: Well, so do I. I'm really excited. For our listeners, where can they find out more information about this solution, Helen?
1: So we are featured in the Intel's AI Builder program. So if they go to builders.intel.com slash AI slash solutions.catalog, there's a augmented neurons feature there. So if they are having a problem implementing into a smaller processor wanting to get a better accuracy, we can certainly help wherever that may be in that space.
0: Outstanding. Well, Helen, now we've drifted into my favorite part of the podcast, and I think our listeners have reiterated this in the past. What does the future hold for DNNs and what problems do we need to solve to resolve that issue by 2040 that you just discussed earlier?
1: The problem I'm having with this space is that the possibilities are just so immense. And what I'm trying to figure out is how do we focus in terms of urgency? And how do we explain this to the potential users? Because the tools there in terms do a great job of making this tool available. We are inserting this models there. And we want to connect with the users. As an example, since I'm in the wireless, there's this talk about how you can get a lot of coverage and improving the capacity and throughput. And 5G is about massive MIMO. But it's a really a long way from the optimum performance. And there are many, many combinations that we have to address. And so neural net can be one of the ways to solve that complex problem as one. The other one that we're also interested in solving is you hear a lot about the supply chain problem, and there's the problem of how to utilize autonomous. Flying or driving, or to solve the problem of delivering all of those to the last mile. Certainly, a neural net can help that. AI can help that. And then, of course, there is the drug discovery. That's another one. So it's really about which industry that we want to help. Right now, we are looking at wireless. And we're also looking at how to help with smaller processing for facial recognition and other problems. It's more for safety, for video surveillance, not surveilling other people. So these are some of the things that we are doing immediately. But in terms of where is it going, we have just begun to identify all the possibilities.
0: Well, I think we would agree with you. And on behalf of Helen Kim, Vice President of Wireless Technology at MaxLinear. My name is Jake Smith, and this has been another episode of Conversations in the Cloud. Wherever you may be in the world, we wish you a good morning, good afternoon, and good night.